We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Bart Winkler Show. Ryan Horvath's here. What, what, what To what do I owe this great pleasure? Oh, yeah, I asked you to come on. Hey, buddy. Yeah, the greatest the greatest time of the year has officially ended. But I'm actually glad it ended, and that's the NFL draft, because this year it was almost just like draining. You know what I mean? I was a big C.J. Stroud fan, and I figured he was like the second-best quarterback. At worst, you know, maybe like Anthony Richardson would sneak up. I was never a believer in Will Levis. But, I mean, then everybody was throwing him under the bus because he's a crappy test taker. Obviously, that's a really important test. But I still think C.J. Stroud will be pretty good, man. But that was just like the stuff. What even is the test? Everyone's dogging him. We don't even know what this test is. All about like decision-making. I'm pissed I didn't put more money on Stroud going too. I don't, like, I put $10 on it. Boo-hoo. I should have put a lot more on it. Of course he was fucking going too. But at the time, like when you played it, it was like a value play. And even I bet it him going number two, again, right before the draft started, there was an hour to go. And uh, it was still plus 500. And then like 20 minutes later, he was like minus 1200. So the information obviously got out that he was going to go number two. It's just like, if you were the Texans, you had to go with the safe picks. That was the other thing. Like Will Anderson, after the last three years, all we've talked about, Will Anderson, the best defensive player in the country. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's not going to be the first player taken on that side of the ball. When you could say, okay, this guy's got a higher ceiling. And that's what the Jags did last year with Walker. And I think that they're going to regret that. I mean, maybe he ends up being a great player, but I like Hutch. Like, I like Aiden Hutchinson. And you kind of like nobody's going to be every year. He's never going to be a 16 and a half, 17 and a half Miles Garrett type player. But I'll take a guy who every year is going to give me nine, 10 sacks, which is, I think, actually what Green Bay did. Maybe actually they went with the guy with the bigger ceiling. And, uh, you know, well, we're going to talk about that pick. I just actually want to get to Van Ness really quick because you know who he with that All right, pick. Let's start with, I got a lot to ask right. you. Right, yeah, I was going to say, let's just get into it. I, I haven't really talked about any of this yet, so I'm happy. Okay. I, the one thing I want to do is just regarding the draft. I. I think it's – I think the bubble's popped on this. Not on the draft itself. The draft itself is great. But three months of everyone with a Twitter account mock drafting I think is a little much. Uh, I'm getting tired of as soon as these guys get drafted. I'm, I'm just tired of seeing that RAS score graphic. Yeah. And then um, I, I go on – and we've done draft shows together, but I'm on there Thursday night doing my draft show – and it used to be like, you know, the networks broadcasted and then radio stations do it. And 
now every station's doing it. And now like, you know, guys at 33rd team or running the guardrails or uh, first down marker and 35 yards, the 51 yard line. Everyone's got a God. I mean, we're all doing the same shit. It's just like, yeah, uh, I, I just, I long for the days where I just got a keg and uh, we drank based on who got drafted. Like, I don't know. No, yeah. I think the machine is just, I don't know. It's, it chewed me up and spit me out this year. You know what I hate about it? Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Like, I don't really, like, the way that I watch college football and, like, the way that I look at these guys, I mean, like, the eye test is there. So you worry about the off-the-field stuff. But, for, for example, none of this stuff, you know, like Anthony Richardson, right? Like him having an awesome workout didn't surprise me because I watched him play football for 12 games last season, right? Like I, I watched him beat Utah, a really good Utah defense, which granted that game was in the swamp. I don't know that he could have went there and beat them, but he was awesome in that game. Like we saw the plays that he, we, we see the ceiling with him. We also know that like he doesn't really know what he's doing yet, but that's fine because Patrick Mahomes didn't know how to read an NFL defense until season three. He's still learning things. He was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know how to identify the mic on the defensive side of the ball year one. It's just like some guys are that talented. But so, like, that I agree, man. Like, it's like, oh, top five pick. And then, like, with C.J. Stroud, we were all raving about C.J. Stroud after we watched him. He should have beat Georgia. And then it's, oh, well, he plays in the Ohio State offense. Okay, yeah, he's played with, like, Olave and all these really good guys. But also, like, let's look at some of the adversity that he had to deal with this year where JSN – who everybody wanted Green Bay to draft with a top 15 pick. He didn't play like all season long. He was out there for like 10% of the snaps. Marvin Harrison's awesome, but nobody was even really talking about Marvin Harrison going into the season. That's what Ohio State does, though. They recruit five-star receivers. But then, dude, like he goes down in that game. They probably beat Georgia if he doesn't get hurt because they had no answer for him. Ringo sure as hell wasn't going to defend him. But Stroud was awesome in that game, and we saw like a play breakdown. His reads, he's not just like a one-read guy, and he would use his legs. He was, we're like, oh, maybe he's not athletic enough. But then we saw against the best defense in the country, he was. And so I know that he scored crappy on a test. He even said, he's like, I'm not a test taker. And I know that's a very important test for quarterbacks, but I'm with What is the test? What's one question on the test? Like, that's the thing. Like, and and that's the thing. Everybody pretends like they know. And and I like the show. What you on this test? Yeah, my guy Imig. He's saying he'd never draft him. Well, I, I had I bookmarked that because I'm like, okay, man. Like, I'm not saying CJ Stroud's Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but I saw, for example, really quickly. Okay, you could tell me that he plays in this wide open offense, and I tried to send this stuff to, you know, to some of these people that were ripping Stroud. It's like, but I see him do this stuff on on the field. Like, okay, he could locate. So, okay, the outside backers coming right here. He's got a guy here in the flat. He knows that guy's going to be open. Sure, that's a wide receiver that's going to be open in the you know in the slot at Ohio State that's going to take this 20 yards for a touchdown or for a first down. But he identifies that he's got to get rid of that ball quickly. Like we've seen him do all the stuff that we want our quarterbacks to do. He's six foot three, he's 220 pounds. I said on the show, maybe he was hungover. You know, maybe he's not a good test taker. Cause that's the other thing. Jalen Carter, the off the field stuff's really messed up, especially like that's really messed up. Don't get me wrong. But I don't care that during his offseason, that used to be football. Remember, like, guys would show up to training camp, like, drinking beer, and they'd be out of shape, like, during Favre's time. Then by week eight, week nine, they're ready to go. That's why, like, the first couple weeks of the season still suck. Guys got to get back in football shape. Big guys are big guys, dude. 
But I've seen him for the last couple of years at Georgia be the best defensive lineman prospect. So I don't care about some crappy workout. I didn't care that Kevin Durant couldn't bench the bar because I knew in an NBA game he could score 50 points on the best defender in the league. We always overblow this stuff. You know, and, and I hope like well, you got a dude in the that, that, awesome. that, that, no, that, foot tall. Like Drew Brees was six feet tall. Sorry, but go on. No, the, the problem with Kevin Durant was remember that Thunder series uh, against the Warriors where they were up 3 1, and game six was decided by a bench press off. And that's exactly. what ultimately doomed them. Exactly. My favorite, my favorite overblown thing about the draft, we do this every year with the six foot seven, 240 quarterback that I'm always right about. I'm always like, this guy sucks, right? <laughs> like, I've been wrong on guys. I've said, like, Josh Rosen's going to be the best quarterback in this draft, right? But I've also been like, everybody, all these dudes, I'm always right about, though. I'm like, I watched this guy, all right? And I know that he could sit yeah. down at the 40-yard line, smoke a cigarette on his knees, get up and, and hit the goalpost. But, like, when in a game, like you just said, when is ever Will, Will Levis, they're just going to be like, all right, game tied, 35 all against the Texans. Let's have him sit at the 20-yard line now and see if he can hit the top of the goalpost. Like, none of this crap matters. We knew Joe Burrow was going to be a dude because at LSU, even though it was a wide-open offense, he still had to make those throws. And we just saw him, like, smoking cigars in the locker room. And we're like, wait a minute, Justin Jefferson, all these dudes, like, love this guy. He's going to be a dude. We knew Brady was going to be a dude, like, because he just always wanted the ball and, and always won games at the end. Aaron Rodgers, say what you want about him. He's like a cocky asshole. You hate him. But at the end of the day, like you knew he was going to be good. Some of these guys, you just know they're going to suck. Mettenberg, uh, Swag Kelly, even Manziel. Like I knew Manziel was going to be no good. We saw during the offseason at Texas A&M, he's doing rails in the bathroom in Vegas. You know, like that's not the guy that I want to put the franchise on. He's not the face. Remember when I broke the news that Chad Kelly was working out with the Packers? Yeah, I broke it. Yeah, um, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a pivotal play for the Texans this year where Stroud's gonna hit a receiver and it's gonna be a first down or they're gonna have to go to the measurement and instead they're gonna say actually instead of a measurement we are now going to give C.J. Stroud a test. Yeah, and if he fails this answer, yeah. the Texans will lose the game. Exactly, C.J. We've inflated twenty four balls, right? Tom Brady comes in, steals sixteen ball. Like that's the other thing, man. Like. Who the fuck wants to do all that? He's just, this guy's ready to get his endorsement money to get out there and sling the fucking pill. I love what he said. I'm not a fucking test taker. I'm a football player. And if I was dumb, I wouldn't be the quarterback at Ohio State. Boom, sold right there. I seen him make every throw. Just like, I honestly thought that Bryce Young, I bet him to go number one. He was like plus 300. And then he was plus 275. I'm like, I'm betting this again because I know he's short, but he's fucking awesome. So maybe he ends up being a dude that's- We never talk about height. When they're playing college or in the pros, we only talk about height in these four months. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, sir, sure. I wouldn't want to draft like a small dude, like Kyler. I wouldn't have drafted Kyler number one. Cause here's the problem. He's awesome when he's healthy, but he's so little Would Kyler Murray being drafted by the A's have saved athletics baseball. No, would they have traded him already? Yes. He would never have played for the A's. That's the thing, man. I mean, <laughs> Honestly, I would love to do like a man on the street interview in Oakland. Can you name three A's? I I couldn't I couldn't do it. That I team can name all the former Brewers. Like is Sean Murphy on the team still? Is that even a guy? Jace Peterson, Jesus Aguilar, Murphy got traded the Braves, and then the A's traded for Esturi Ruiz, who was in the hater deal. Yeah, I, I mean, like, but exactly. 
So, yeah, the draft, the whole process sucks, but I still do love the NFL draft, especially, uh, you know, when you can make some money off of it. Let's talk Green Bay Packers next. Bart Winkler show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back on the Bart Winkler Show. Ryan Horvat is the guest. Happy Place Hemp is going to come in handy making me happy this month since I'm going to try not to... Uh, I don't want to say it on the podcast, but then it will hold me accountable. I'm going to try not to drink this month. Yeah, me too. Like at all. Like no alcohol. Same. So that means more gummies. Oh, wait, a lot of weed for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like... I'm not like uh, taking a break from fun. I'm just taking a break from the sugary Captain Morgan. Yeah. Come on, this is... I checked out Captain Morgan the other day, and uh, she goes, I've never had that. Is that good? I go... Is this good? Um, I'm just kind of like hooked on it, but not even, I don't even like like it. I said, never drink it by itself. I mean, you'll die. Uh, but I just, so anyway, uh, happy place hemp. They're going to have the gummies. They're going to have a couple orders with the promo code BART, 25% off. And that's the thing. I could do a couple orders, free shipping. I could do one big order, 25%, saving the money, the same amount of money every time, 25%. Happy place, Ham. Get your gummies. Uh, the ones that help me sleep, the CBD, CBNs. Yeah. Those pretty good. I am. Um, now, it is my birthday month, so that means I'm not even going to drink around my birthday. Yeah, so. And my birthday, I think, is on a Friday. Yeah, you got to stick with it, though, dude. Like, for example, I'm going. Um, I know you don't care, but the Cubs are in town in D.C., so it's a huge deal because they're actually, like, watchable. I mean, they're not good, but they're watchable. And so I'm excited to actually go to the game but uh i'm also no drinking for me this month i just a lot of gummies though those those help but i just feel you you feel just rejuvenated especially if you take a month off you'll just you'll feel so much better you lose weight you look better your skin looks better you go into the summer feeling like a new you and then got that spare tire on you huh yeah you know what you don't want to lose that spare tire on you huh no, but I um with the gummies though. I saw a TikTok once that said alcohol is a thief. 
It steals time. It steals your health. Money. It steals your money. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about that. If I don't spend $200 on booze at the game, I could get a fucking foam finger. I could get a, uh, I could get a fucking Trey Mancini jersey. I could get a Dansby Swanson jersey. I could get myself. You know who needs to fuck off? And I mean this with all due respect, man. The Brewers. I'm sorry. What'd they do? I, I bet them last year. So hear me out. People, I'm not a Brewer hater. Like my, when my team, I was rooting for you guys. But I bet you guys to win the World Series last year. Shit the bed. Couldn't even win the set. Bet you to win the Central. I had $1,500. The fucking Cardinals been ruining my life and my entire life. They come out of nowhere. So then this year, I'm like, oh, this team's going to suck. They're overachieving a little bit too much for my liking. I could see them well, winning. The Cardinals, I might just bet Cardinals every game the rest of the way. They're what are they, like 9 and 20? They suck, dude. No, they don't. I'm. You know what? It's, it's got to either be, I'm fine with the Brewers. I'm fine with you guys. I'm fine with us. Really fine with us. And I'm fine with the Pirates. They deserve something cool. And beautiful ballpark. I'm actually going in a couple of weeks, man. My favorite. All right, let's move on with the draft. Get the gummies. Get the gummies. Go. Lucas Van Ness. Uh, you like this guy or what? You know, I, I'm going to preface that I, I, I assume you'll be a more rational, calm person today. But throughout the weekend, I got a lot of texts from you basically like saying that you're smarter than Goot. No, 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 no. Okay, so not with this one though. No, this... but like when well, when they drafted Sean Clifford, I thought you were gonna renounce your Packer fandom. Well, that was just to troll me. That was to troll me. We'll get to that. All right, Lucas Van Ness at 13. All right, here's the thing about Lucas Van Ness at 13 is again, this is a dude where really high ceiling. But I kind of look at him like Rashawn Gary, just the way that they used him in college, because he played like I want to say like 35 to 40 percent of his snaps were actually played as a defensive tackle. So I like that about him, man. Right. Uh, And then the rest of his snaps came as an edge rusher. I like that Goot says they're going to use him as an outside linebacker. I just worry. I don't know if he's athletic enough. Whereas with Nolan Smith and I know the RAS score, I know that he was, you know, he tested higher, but like. I watch Nolan Smith, and I think he's the better athlete. And he falls way down in the draft, and he goes to the Eagles. And Howie really knows what the hell he's doing right now. So I think Van Ness in two to three years could be a really good pro, and we'll be like, oh, remember when people hated this pick? Now he's Rashawn Gary, nine and a half, ten sacks every season. We'll see how good he is against the run. But um, I just worry that it's a little bit of a project just because of that. I do think that it'll be like the perfect dude to take over for Preston Smith. I think he could take over in that role. Don't hate the pick. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach, but I get it. He's a freak athlete. Uh, the one thing that's overblown, I joked about it on social media, but when you're not talking, I think people, like, they don't understand my sarcasm. Him not starting a game at Iowa doesn't really bother me. That's how Iowa does stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I covered the team. You know, they start the upperclassmen, so if there's seniors on the team, they're going to get the start. I believe he played more defensive snaps than anybody else on the defensive side of the ball. So I thought that was a little overblown. Like the pick. Wouldn't blow anybody over it, though, to be honest with you. Just because, man, like, here's what scares me. Somebody had an awesome I'm not tweet. asking you to, but. No, so, somebody had an awesome tweet to me. Somebody said, we replaced Dean Lowry with Dean Lowry. And you know yeah. how I feel about um, slow Big Ten white dudes. 
I want big, fast guys from the SEC. So that's what worries me about Van Ness. I also feel well, like what about the guy they signed Monday? Van Ness, you know what I mean? Like he could be the next Dean Lowry. Whereas I wanted one of those dudes from, and, I, and I'm, I'm the guy that always shits on, on Goot for only uh, drafting guys out of Georgia. But I love those guys that fly to the ball. But I think he'll be a good pro, man. I just think it might take some time. How about this guy they signed on Monday, uh, Brendan Cox? Brendan Cox, Jr. Does nothing for me. He's some kid at Florida. Yeah. Uh, he was in Georgia. Yeah. He was a five-star recruit. But he got dismissed from Georgia and then Florida. So I love that, actually. So I'm all in on that. That's yeah. Guy. This guy got kicked out of class for selling weed. Yeah. And now it's legal. So now he was his RAS is only six three three. Don't care. His Don't relative care. athletic score, if it's not a nine. I I honestly I don't care about anybody that wasn't drafted. Let's move on. But I'm I'm all for a dude off the field that has an edge with the talent to go to two programs. Was a five star, but just couldn't stay out of trouble, especially if he was just trying to help people, because that's that's all it seems like this young man was trying to do is just put more vitamins in people's life to make them a little bit happier, which we're also trying to do around here. So Lucas Van Ness, I'm going to give this pick. I'm going to be a little bit tougher of a grader. I'll give it a B plus. Fair? That's fair. I'm going to say that I'm not like – I only didn't like it at first because this is one of those guys that's like super close with his sister, and I don't have a sister, but – just looks weird. Like this is the guy I could tell you right now. So let me tell you one thing I like about the guy. One thing I hate about the guy, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the clothing. Awesome. Right. Um, the thing that makes me like this guy kind of re- brought me back. Like he reminds me of me and my friends from home, right. Where he's sitting there with his family, but also you could tell he's got the party going on and they probably got multiple kegs and his boy, They've probably been best friends since they're like five, six years old. We all have this friend, you know, and well, some of us, some of us aren't lucky enough to have this friend, but I have this friend. He's been your best friend since kindergarten. You guys know everything about each other. And he was just so excited. He didn't care about the dude's girlfriend, the mom, the dad. He was hammered and he was going to get that hug in after his boy was finally (laughs) drafted into the league. And they're like, hey, guy, like, you got to get out of here. You know what I mean? I like that he has a friend like that. That tells me that this guy fucks. And he parties. Here's something I don't like about that guy, right? Well, because if no one shows up at your birthday party, like Bo Callahan, you ain't going to get drafted. He's definitely the dude at Country Thunder who does not have his shirt on. He's made his own G shorts. He's got the boots on. He's like a little bit of chicken fried. But then he's also like the guy that's like fighting at the fucking concert. Like everybody's going to the country music concerts for one reason and one reason only. Two reasons and two reasons only, right? The only reason I've ever seen Kenny Chesney, whoever the fuck that is, one time I didn't even go into the concert, I was just doing keg stands, was because we wanted to get drunk, it was cheap to sit on the lawn, and because all the girls at the country concerts, so hot. The most beautiful women on the planet, they drop them in like the middle of bumfucked Egypt at this shit called like Country Thunder. He's definitely that guy that's like hooking up with all the chicks, and you're like, fuck this guy. Like, put a fucking shirt on. You I, haven't, I haven't said bum fuck Egypt in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring it back. But that's the only thing I don't like about him. Definitely a Country Thunder guy, but I do like him on the football field. And I like that he's got friends that like to party. Fair? That's that, my, here's the guy. Julian term that, that made it up to Fond du Lac, or was that a Fond du Lac term? That made it down to Joliet. 
Like, why? And here's another thing. Why did everybody? Um, fuck each. How come everybody that drafted, everybody that Green Bay drafted, how come they were all like stationed right outside of Bill Michaels' last poker on her cigar dinner? Like in the middle of just like the most. Because we drafted Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. I thought they drafted Casey Musgraves. I was excited. We drafted a bunch of guys that don't just have tickets to the cigar dinner. They have season tickets to Bill's cigar dinners. You know who you know who we drafted. Hey, you know who has to love this fucking draft more than anybody is Michaels. When they took like Tucker Kraft, he's probably like just he's probably fucking ordered the jersey. Oh hell yeah. This guy didn't even Tucker Kraft didn't even think Tucker Kraft probably thought that he was gonna get signed off the street. He was hammered. He didn't know who Sarah he was calling Sarah Quick man and stuff. Shut up. Actually, Tucker Kraft being hammered. Uh pick he was probably like he's probably like Tom Hanks in uh Elvis movie. I'm going to be honest. So he's, my he's, favorite, like, he's white. He's white. <laughs> he's white. We drafted. We drafted, We had the perfect draft for rural whites. <laughs> Let me tell you something about this Lucas Benice. All right. I watched Luke, him play. Luke all right. Here's the thing about Lucas Benice. Right. So high motor. Right. High motor guy. Uh, my friend, my friend actually, uh, he, he, my my buddy, he actually called me. He he, he, uh, he tells me Vanice actually had multiple offers, but he chose to go to Iowa, and I and I like that about the who's this Jaden Reed? Not a fan. Luke Musgrave. Now we're talking. I think I'm gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, you don't look so good. Well, every time well, I laugh, like. Here's another thing that'll help you out: an adult electrolyte, which is just Pedialyte for the for the for the fucking peasants. I don't want to spend the whole eleven dollars. These things will tool you up, right? All right, so I give Vanessa B plus. Lucas Vanessa, small me, kid, five or big kid, yeah, Iowa, and this is a great story. When yeah. Lucas Vanessa in the third quarter, they would turn and s- say hi to that children's museum. He was so touched that he went up there and spent a day unannounced on the ninth floor luke musgrave tight end oregon state not to be confused with the country music artist casey musgraves when i asked if any relation he said no there is no s at the end of his name during the offseason not only does this young gentleman like to catch footballs he also likes to take care of sheep when asked if he's ever touched the sheep sexually he replied, no. No, but you know what about Musgrave? So let me tell you, I don't Remember hate you just- 10 minutes on Devin White's horses? Yeah. I was like, can you just tell me his RAS score? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers went back to Chico, California this offseason. <laughs> Wait. I got the weirdest... The weirdest Rodgers quote ever was the Zach Wilson quote. Was that real? Yeah, he's going to show him heaven off the field. (laughs) What the fuck is going on in this world right now? Hey, so let me get to Musgrave real quick. I like the pick for where he was at, but you already know why I can't love the pick, right? Because I thought that they could have moved up maybe if they needed to. All right, here's what I want to say this. I wanted Uh, Michael Mayer. Well, so Musgrave and then Croft or Kraft. I don't 
I don't want to be like one of these offenses that has four tight ends on the field every fucking play. No, I'm fine with that if that's the LaFleur offense. One thing about Tucker Craft, so the thing I like about this dude, other than him being hammered when he got drafted, he turned down a bunch of NIL money, and Saban wanted him to go play at Bama actually really bad, and he turned that down. So what's that? Steve? Nick Saban with Tucker Craft. Saban. Yes, Nick Saban wanted Tucker Craft to go catch footballs and play the tight end position. No, not Steve Zabin. Tucker Craft and Tucker Craft stayed at San Diego, or San Diego, South Dakota State. So I don't hate either pick, but I wanted Michael Mayer because I think he's going to be a fucking stud. So I'm going to give these both B's. Uh, just what's because. The, uh, what's yeah. the DC area like right now? With do they have defenders fever? They're in the championship game. No, I think I'm the, like the only person that cares, including in my family, because I wanted to go to the game yesterday, and my wife said no, she didn't want to go. Oh fuck! It's three o'clock game. Yeah, I was pissed. I bet against them. It was weird. They were like three-point favorites, and then it got all the way down to one, and I was like, God, man, they played Seattle like 15 fucking times this season. Like, well, I've, I've seen two of them. So I thought maybe Seattle would finally get them, but no, that wasn't the case. No, not this. it's not the Sea Dragons year. No, 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 no. Uh, their quarterback, uh, the, the Deutsch man sucks. Ben DiNucci, he's terrible. Hey, apparently the Bruins losing was like the biggest shock of sports in all time. So they're like always trying to tell people that Leicester City winning the Premier League was a big deal, and everyone's like, "I don't get it," and that's how I feel with the Bruins. the The Bruins losing in the first round was a huge deal because they won more games than any team in NHL history. But that's the fucking hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? That's why I don't bet that shit because who the fuck ever knows? What was a bigger shocker was the Bucks shit in the bed and costing me like my kids' tuition. To be honest with you, but I don't. I actually don't want to talk about that. But what they should do. Actually, I don't want to talk about that because of everything that happened with Bud off the court. So I feel really bad talking about it. But I would rather have Nick Nurse as my head coach, and I would move Middleton and Drew. I know Middleton's going to opt in, obviously, because nobody else is going to pay him. And I'm a Middleton fan, and I love Drew. But you got to get like Dame or a shot creator. I I hate to say this, I love Giannis, and Giannis is the best player in the league. But he's a fucking power forward in the center. So when the season's on the line. Can't watch him fucking shoot mid-range jumpers, and especially when he's missing free throws because how that season ends is he gets in his own head, right? So he's he's got the yips because he can't hit a free throw to save his life because Giannis, that final possession of the season, he goes to the rim, dude. It don't even matter if he doesn't get fouled. He's going to the line, but he knows he's not going to hit those free throws, so he defaults to Chris, who doesn't have the best handles, can't create anything, but he has to shoot the ball, gives it up to Grayson, who doesn't have the stones. He should have popped it right away or, again, went to the rim. You can't have the season on the line in the ball, Grayson Allen with the ball in his hands, when you have a timeout. You don't take those timeouts into the offseason. You know how the Bulls had like – And I know even, dude, when it goes in regulation, you only have five tens on the clock, but you have to use that timeout because that's still a catch-and-shoot situation. So that's why I think Bud should be gone. I know that's a tough week to say it, though. Sorry. I agree they need to make a coaching change, and I also think you might might be surprised that I agree with that. I am – very appreciative of the gang that got it done, but I think they need to pivot. Um, you know how the Bulls had like Steve Kerr's and Luke Longley's and all these random dudes. Who was the other guy that made a big three out of nowhere? Well, Tony Kukoc is fucking awesome. John Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Those guys, our, our version of those guys are like Grayson and Ingles and Connaughton and, you know, Jay Crowder doesn't play. They need Giannis, like, Surround Giannis with the exact same roster that you're surrounding him with. Yeah. Just five years younger. Well, and that's the thing. Like, me, this isn't me shitting on Giannis. Like, younger guys. 
Jordan needed Pippen. Shaq and Kobe needed each other. Now in the league, dude, everybody needs somebody. Giannis is awesome, but I mean, again, I don't want him shooting mid-range jumpers or shooting free throws. You need a shot maker, and so that's why Dame would be awesome. Jokic, what about uh, what about uh, Jokic, dude? Where's Jokic? About, uh, about Jamal about, Murray, he's going home every year in the first round. Jamal Murray's their their about, closer. Kyrie Irving's the closer, even for LeBron. I was gonna say Kyrie. Yeah, but no, because he's a. I like Kyrie actually way more than anybody else does. I just don't know what he is. Basketball wise, is Kyrie not a good fit with Giannis? I think Kyrie's a good fit with anybody, but it's just like, man, I don't know that he like. I don't know. I don't want to speak that like Kyrie doesn't care about basketball. I think Kyrie ends up in, with the Lakers and LeBron. Me too. All right, what? fuck the Bucks. Oh, that shit. Sean Clifford. Yeah, sorry, but uh, Sean Clifford at pick one forty nine. Can I tell you my issue with this? Because I already know what everybody's going to say, and everybody's going to think that I was overreacting. I hate Sean Clifford. Right? I never hated Jordan Love. I hated the Jordan Love pick. Again, because you just came off the NFC Championship game. T. Higgins was there. Jonathan Taylor was there. And defensively, he gave up 300 yards in that game. I didn't think Rodgers was washed. If you drafted Jordan Love, he was always going to sit behind Rodgers for at least two years because you just fucking extended Rodgers. So I get that you thought he was washed, but you weren't moving on from him. So you weren't going to be able to properly evaluate this kid. And now, Goot, who I know you guys all love, Here's my problem with them. Not a good people person. Now I'm the biggest Jordan Love fan because he gave him absolutely no confidence. Jordan Love's busting his ass, putting in the work right now with his teammates. He's asked if they're going to pick up this fucking extension. You're the guy that had the balls to replace the greatest player in franchise history and take a shot with this kid out of Utah State. Have the sack to commit to him and say, yeah, we believe in Jordan Love, not, oh, well, that's a lot of money for a guy that's never played. But at the end of the day, as Giannis would say, we're committed to him. Terrible take, dude. That's my problem with fucking Goo. And that's why, like, all the veterans, like, they don't, like, I, I get you guys, like, okay, he killed it this draft. I get that you had to move on from Rodgers. I get you guys all love him. I'm just saying he's a terrible people person. So that's why I'm, like, Team Rodgers and Team Clay Matthews and everybody else that's, like, this guy's kind of a fuck. And I think at the end of the, I think, like, in three years or four years, if not right now, Jordan Love's going to hate this motherfucker, too. Pay the kid. He's your starting quarterback. What's option fucking B? Sean Clifford? So here's my problem with the Sean Clifford pick. Yeah, it's the fourth, fifth round. I would have taken a quarterback before that. I would have taken Jake Hayner. I know he's six foot, but he's the fucking real deal. Sean Clifford sucks. He's older than Jordan Love. I hear that they're drafting him because he's got a big brain. He's smart, and he's the old guy in, in the quarterback room. If he's so fucking smart, why is he throwing picks every single fucking Saturday <laughs> in the Big Ten? He's no good. He's, he's not good. And here's why I hate the pick. The third quarterback on this roster's name is Danny Etling. I can't tell you shit about Danny Etling other than he leaped over a guy in the preseason. And now your backup, you're telling me, is Sean Clifford. David Bakhtiari, you didn't draft any offensive linemen. So Bakhtiari, I hope and pray that he makes it all 17 games and plays all four quarters every week because that's been an issue. I go under two and a half quarters every week. But let's say, dude, now Jordan Love is one collarbone, as we know, injury, one concussion injury away from my favorite team starting Sean fucking Clifford in an NFL no. game. I'm not I, really, I really think the Panthers like I think they're going to scour the XFL and USFL for offensive linemen, a backup quarterback, another receiver. Which quarterback in the XFL do you want? McCarron? No, your boy Danuch. See dude, I'm not that's why I'm not ready for all this. Like you guys could all be ready for this. <laughs> I and I love dude, I'm rooting the I'll buy a Jordan Love jersey. I'll be his biggest fan, especially after Goot's comments. But 
What worries me it's is like, like we've had bad. We've had one, we've had Seneca Wallace. We've had bad quarterback play before. We had. Uh, I've Scott always Cain. bitched about it. I've always wanted a better backup for Aaron Rodgers, dude. Yeah, that's where you and Freeman should have. You and Freeman before he turned on you because he thought you got him fired. Yeah, that was the worst turning ever. If anything, like I would have like just been like, okay, I quit. Chuck can stay. He's been here longer. I stayed because I was not making a dollar. And he was actually making, let's put that out there for the people too, because I hate that I was like the bad guy. I was making fucking. I was the bad guy when they, when they got rid of him, they, people thought I pushed him out. And if I fucking didn't, and, and who else was going to like book the guest and fucking, you know, keep the shit running. Unfortunately, like we love the old guys in the business, but they just started with a microphone in their fucking face. They didn't have to cut highlights and do the bullshit that I did. I was doing the fishing. I was on cutting edge outdoors. I did all of McGivern shows. I did the show where every week I worried that the one football coach we had on was going to pass during the show, right? I mean, I did I did all this shit. So I don't want to hear that I was ever the bad guy. I busted my ass more. I moved to Creston, Iowa. I, I, I was sleeping in the fucking, my car, just to work the board for Admiral Games to cut Harry Zollner check highlights. God! Trying to run the board for that shit. It's in the red, it's in the red, it's in the green. Hey, big home playoff game, I think. I'm one injury away. From Sean Clifford taking a snap for my favorite football team. So you know what, Goot? I know what you did. He did that against me. He's like, here's the dude that's been tearing into me. So he probably went advanced Twitter search, saw that exact tweet, and said, I'm going to fuck this guy's life up. My wife's bringing me some Chick-fil-A. I'm going to fuck this guy's life up by drafting Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is the – I'm going to say this right now. I think the Packers – have had people that have, like, murdered people, right? Didn't one guy, like, kill a bunch of people? This is the worst pick in team history, Sean Clifford. Um, DeGuara, this makes DeGuara look like like uh, like they, they've got Justin Jefferson. Can I talk to you for 10 more minutes, or is this, like, when they brought us Wendy's and we just went to break right away so we could scarf food down? We'd just be like, oh, and here's an interview we did two weeks ago that we're going to run as live. No, I got 10 more minutes. All right, um, we got a kicker. Which is fine, but I guess this guy, I saw his stats, he like misses everything. Yeah, he's uh, the brother, I think, of Dan Carlson, which like right now you could tell me he's a Viking, you could tell me he's a Seahawk, and I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. The guy kicks for a new team every year. Here's the one where I know my wife will have major beef with this. I think Mason's probably gone, but does that mean Mason's absolutely, there's no way Mason's back. Yeah, but that, see, uh, Goot, this is why I don't, I mean, this is everything Rogers said. I hate, you can hate Rogers all you want. And I know you guys just love kicking our old guys to the curb, but I'm a Randall Cobb guy. I'm a Mercedes Lewis guy, Aaron Rodgers guy, Clay Matthews guy. I, uh, man, this is such a fucking young team. Don't you want like, I, I guess not. I mean, he's expensive for a kicker, but it's going to be a weird year. This is a completely new. What's weird era. is looking at the wide receiver depth chart where, uh, the most tenured guys are the three that we drafted last year. Sparky's like losing his mind though over like Mason. He's like, and then he like Sparky wanted like Cobb back and Mercedes Lewis back. And here's where I just Dude, Mason myself. sucks. Like, let's just rip the bandaid off, right? Mason, Mason, he kicked his longest field goal in his fucking. No, that, that, I, I was there. That field goal he kicked against the Lions, Week 18. Like it looked like he was kicking. Uh, no, space I, rock. No, I was there against the Vikings. He hit like a 58 yarder, didn't he? What? Here's the thing. What games are going to come down to a fucking kicker? I I honestly don't care. <laughs> oh, hey. going to be good. Actually, 
Let me tell you my one of my favorite. Picks I think we're gonna win the North. Plus four ten. Fuck, fuck that shit. I mean, I don't, but I, I think that it's an insane price. I would probably play it. The the fucking Lions are the favorites. For some reason, they jumped in a time machine and thought in the draft they were in 1995. They took a running back and an inside linebacker. The Vikings are shit. Uh, oh, I like the Bears to win the NFC North for like a value pick. I'm a Justin Fields guy, though. Me too, but I think they're one more year they need. Who would you but rather I, have? I think the Bears will be good. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Jordan Love? And don't just say this to troll me. Rodgers is gone. Who would you rather have? Oh, Fields. Would you, though? I'm excited. Let me watch Love first. I really think people are going to come to my opinion that Love is better. Love is good because Rodgers played. Rodgers did not. He knew Love was going to be good, so he made sure he played with a 4-8 record and an injured thumb. I think Love's going to be good because I always, like, here's the thing. Like, he, if Love played right away, I think he would have been a bust. But that's the same thing with Rodgers. I don't – I just think – Rodgers came into the league throwing <laughs> – Yeah, he had that – well, yeah, McCarthy fucking – say, dude, say what you want. McCarthy's the reason. Aaron Rodgers, when he retires, that should be the first person that he thinks should be Mike McCarthy. Remember, he went to the McCarthy quarterback school every day. But, dude, that's the thing. So, like, as great as, great as Mahomes and some of these guys are, like when Mahomes came into the league, Andy Reid and even that bum Matt Nagy, they didn't have time to spend – just with Mahomes. Maybe Nagy was that guy, but they had just Mahomes had his own coach. It's like, okay, so here's the Alex Smith offense. Here's like what we want you to do and what you to work on. And the Packers didn't really do that with Jordan Love, but where he had the like where he had the benefit was learning behind Aaron Rodgers, who is a fucking genius on the field. Like Rodgers may come up short in the big moments, just like Peyton would. They might not be Tom Brady, but their preparation the way that they throw the football, the way that they plan game plan. I mean, I don't think he could have learned behind anybody better. And so, you know, he's going to learn some of that shit. He'll learn how to draw defense offsides. He's going to learn a lot of the Rogers stuff. We're going to see him do stuff like, Oh, where have you seen this before? You know, like you said, Rogers knows Jordan loves good. He does nothing about, but rave about, he's never had anything bad to say about well, him. Then why do we think but, the Packers will suck? If not Jordan Love's going to be won. good, why are the Packers going to suck? Because I think you guys are all wrong. I know Rodgers missed throws last year, but he also had some fucking dots, some fucking dimes, and nobody can hang on to him. And that wasn't the reason that they sucked last year either. I think the reason that – I think the offensive line has regressed a little bit. Bakhtiari's never, never healthy. Elton Jenkins will be another year healthier. But, like, all we did all offseason was talk about why we were going to win the Super Bowl even when Devontae left because we were going to have this top five, top ten defense. And we were off, man. And we could say it was injuries and we could blame Joe Barry, and Joe Barry does suck. But, like, Joe Barry didn't miss 20 tackles before week eight. That was Devondre Campbell. He wasn't the guy, like, grabbing and hacking. And, like, he's Rasul Douglas is who he is. You know, Jair, we all love Jair. But after that shoulder injury, I don't know. He just doesn't look like the same player. I hope Stokes. I don't know who the safeties are. Is it Savage? He blows. Rudy Ford? Like, these guys, you know, I, I don't know, man. So, and I think it's going to be – there's going to be a learning curve. Like, Rodgers didn't go – Rodgers – the Packers won six games, and Rodgers threw 28 touchdown passes, 10 picks, and over 4,000 yards his first year. They lost those games because the defense blew. And because even if he throws 28 touchdown passes, 12 picks, I still think he'll make some boneheaded decisions in the fourth quarter. He's a young quarterback. Unless, like – and the other thing is, like, what's Aaron Jones? He's going to be another year older. Please stop fumbling the ball in big games. I don't know what A.J. Dillon is, 
That's why I was going to say, you know what pick I really like? Uh, you might laugh at this. Pick 235, Lou Nichols, the third out of Central Michigan. I watch a bunch oh, of Oh, I watch him. I was going to bring that up too. He's a fucking bowling ball, dude. He's 5'10", 220 He pounds. was an automatic play on DraftKings, my man. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying. He might be A.J. Dillon. The knock on him is he doesn't catch balls out of the backfield, kind of like A.J. Dillon. But um, I think A.J. Dillon's a better pass catcher. They just don't throw the ball to running backs at Boston College. But I like him. And maybe he's your power back. But that, that I don't. That's why I think they're. I just think it's going to be a rebuilding year, and I don't think the defense is going to be any better. If they would have brought somebody in that gave me any confidence, Joe Barry gives me no confidence. And yeah, I hate the defense. I, like, I don't know. Lafleur was high on them last year. I don't know. Like Lafleur reminds me of just like he's like the cuck of of. I always talk about this of his friends. Like anytime he plays Shanahan in a big spot, he gets shoved in the locker. Salah last year with a young shitty Jets team beats the shit out of them. And then he's like talking in the press conference about how they are soft and they're like, you know, body blows, body blows, and then bring them underwater and drown them. I'm like, I want this guy or I want Shanahan LaFleur, He's the guy that's sending out the kicking unit. And he's the guy where here's the thing I hate most about LaFleur. They would, if they played in a poker game, uh, all these guys, he'd be out in five hands. I don't think he knows who he is. And I think that's going to show without Aaron Rodgers. Right, because Rodgers is is the guy where like we don't even know what Lafleur's offense is because when Rodgers was winning MVPs, we think he's changing plays at the line of scrimmage. What worries me about Lafleur is I think he's very unsure of himself, and I say this just because every press conference, it's the same fucking press conference on repeat. I need. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm. I didn't need to do better. I didn't know there. It's Aaron Jones had six carries, yet he was averaging five yards per carry. I I screwed. That's on me. I got to do a better job. And then he looks know. like he's going to cry. But Matt, like, why is this the same story every year? So I think that we're going to, I don't know how good LaFleur is. I don't know how good Jordan Love is. I think he's better than I thought he was at Utah State. I don't know how good anybody on the defensive side of the ball is other than Rashawn Gary. And when the fuck's he playing football again? I can't even say Jair is the best corner in the league like I was three years ago. I want to like get all excited about him shutting down Justin Jefferson, but then you watch the week one matchup where he wasn't having as much help up top with the safeties. And I don't even know who the safeties are. So I just think too many question marks, but the good thing they have going for them is uh, it can't get any worse than it was last year. And the NFC sucks other than the Eagles. I think the Cowboys should probably be all right. I don't know who's any good. Uh, oh, and the Niners, but they could start you and I. So I got three little things I want to get out before you can go eat your delicious food. Yeah. And you can also watch me and Horvat uh, on the Dan Shaney insurance stream. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Dan, Dan sponsors all my streams. He's listened to us for a long time and he's Good. an insurance agent. Yeah. Uh, Good. He's he like, he likes you. You're a dummy. Tell him. Yeah. Oh, he, uh, he's kind of doing his own thing like I am doing and like I think you deep down want to do. That's what he's doing? Yeah. Just gambling on the beach all day? Well, no, he's an insurance agent. That's what I want to do? I don't want to do no, that. he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Oh, you're saying that I just want to do my own thing yeah. without trying to get me in trouble. Oh, yeah. I tell everybody I want to do my own thing. I, I, don't, I don't sugarcoat that. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Uh, the Seahawks drafting JSN. Yeah. That with Lockett and Metcalf, that I think, and Kenneth Walker in the backfield, they might be good. They, they might be good. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you hate it. I love it. Because no, I get it. once they did that, because I thought the Seahawks needed to take a quarterback. I said yeah. Gino's going to be here a couple of years, whatever. Um, I did not see them taking a receiver, and now that they did, it's like, you know, when you have two really good ones, and then you have three really good ones, like oh shit, uh, they could, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's like expecting this huge regression from Gino, right? But I don't understand why, because Gino never rightfully lost his job. He got punched in the face. He broke his jaw. And then he lost his starting gig. What, what, it was, what about the people that wrote him off, though? Well, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back. He didn't. Hashtag people forget. I love Gino. And, he, and so here's what I like about it, right? Is Kenneth Walker is awesome. He is. Uh, even because I – and I didn't love the offensive line, but he's really good, obviously. I love the skill position players. And we went into last season, like, what the fuck are the Seahawks doing? Because we were all excited, like, maybe we could get DK Metcalf – because they're going to move them because it's going to yeah. be a complete rebuild. And yeah. yeah. And Gino goes to the pro bowl and they go to the playoffs. And what I like is everybody thought that, okay, so Gino is going to regress. He's clearly not the answer. They're going to take Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. And they didn't do that. And I like that because dude, like Pete Carroll is old, but I think he's rejuvenated because I don't hate Pete Carroll anymore because I thought I did. I always hated Russell Wilson, as you know, Everybody was in love with Russell Wilson because he played. Yeah, I do. I do dislike Pete less now that Russ is gone. Because we get it. Russ is a fucking freak. He's a weirdo. All those church people, those they're all weirdos that think that they're better than you. Oh, God wanted me to win this game. So God wanted me, Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews and the rest of my family to be miserable. That fine Sunday that we were in the Dells watching the NFC championship game. And you now, anytime that game comes on, I have to turn it off or have a stiff drink all because God wanted Russell Wilson to win. He's a freak. His teammates hate him. He makes nicknames. You could always tell, you know who the worst people on this planet are? People that give themselves nicknames, and we should never accept that. My cousin, he has a buddy, and like he gave himself the nickname The Kid, and it just stuck. You should never be able to give yourself a nickname. Like Your nickname should be like Dickweed or Dildo or something like that, something that your friends, something that you inherit. You can't just nickname himself The Kid? Yeah, and Russell Wilson, that's what he did with Mr. I knew a guy that... Started calling himself the big unit. Oh, yeah. The poker run guy <laughs> from the lakeside to the riverside. You know, this is going to borderline on obsession because uh, this is the Tuesday episode. Wednesday, I'm talking with Evan Heffelfinger about stuff. Yeah. And I actually taped that before I taped this one. Yeah. And uh, we rip on Bill a lot on that one, too. So. Well, yeah. That was, yeah. Remember All right, the we, second thing, what? No, 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 hold on. What I was going to say really quick is I'm glad that they didn't take a quarterback because Pete's getting old. 
He's rejuvenated because he got rid of that freak, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson gave himself the nickname Mr. Unlimited. There's no fucking chance that anybody else, including Sierra, ever called him Mr. Unlimited. And uh, so now he's rejuvenated. The offense is going to put up 30 points per game. They fixed up the defense because that's the thing that they wanted to do. They want to go back to that Legion of Boom style defense. Now they have two solid corners. You know, they're going to get a better pass rush. And the NFC is wide open. So I like that they did that for Pete. I hate Pete a lot less than I did when he was at USC and a lot, you know, earlier at Seattle because he's actually kind of fun now. And fuck Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I'm happy with what the Seahawks did. I'm a little jealous with what the Seahawks did. I hope that that's the way that we rebuild. Uh, The second thing was if Jordan Love is a Hall of Famer. Oh, God. Then why would any team ever draft a guy and not have him sit for three years. I mean, you would ha- I mean, if you're going to, if that, if that happens, that's all the proof I need. Rogers sat for because, three in love. Yeah. But like Rogers learned from Favre and you could say like Favre didn't even know how to learn an NFL. Well, defense. Then just bring in some dumb idiot to learn from love. You know why Rogers was so great because he learned what the fuck not to do on and off the field from Brett. And you know why Jordan Love has a possibility or has a chance to be good, I should say, is because he'll learn everything that Rodgers did, and Rodgers was a perfectionist. Fucking, you know, Bryce Young or uh, C.J. Stroud, like, you're not going to learn anything sitting behind, uh, like, let's be honest. Like, some of these guys, Andrew Luck was, Andrew Luck took the Colts to the playoffs year one. RG3 as a rookie was so awesome. Some of these guys are just ready, dude. Jordan Love was a project. Why should the third round? The third thing is since I got I gotta imagine that if JJ Watt ever looks at his mentions, it's just a bunch of people tweeting at me every time he tweets. Yeah, sorry, I, but I had to I, I don't like so he what is he? He bought into one of these soccer clubs. Um, Here's my takeaway. All right, write this down, take a picture. I don't give a fuck. JJ Watt will be back in the league by week eight. Yep. He'll be back. He's going to be one of those fuckers. And we won't be able to, to rip it because Brady did it and because everybody, all these meat sticks, have the biggest well, heart. So maybe because what I was going to say is, why is J.J. Watt <laughs> acting like he's the one guy that's ever retired? Right. Well, Brady's kind of doing the same shit. So here's a, let me tell you about an awful family. Like, I don't moment. care that Brady bought Never his daughter a fucking cat. Like, your family uh, hates you. They moved away from you, dude. Brady, he's like... Oh, I can't. He's like, I can't come back. I just, I bought my daughter a cat. You know how much work that is? It's like, fuck off, Tom. You know? It's like when I was a breakfast waiter. You were a breakfast waiter? What's the, hold on. What's the difference between being a breakfast waiter and just being a fucking waiter? Like you only work lunch. It was Uh, at a hotel. Wait a minute. Where? (laughs) When I left TV, I came back to Fond du Lac. I was unemployed. And before I worked at Charter, I I was a waiter for a year. You lasted but a I, year? I always knew I would go on to something else. And I was with like career waitresses. You know, that's all that they know how to do. And I think society looks at waiter and waitresses as a demeaning job. Like they're okay. serving you. So I never like, I never wanted to be like, you know, like these shows are like, Rich kids go somewhere and they're like, oh, uh, we'll do this for a day. I'll milk a cow. <laughs> you know, should I yeah, get like the, the show with Paris Hilton and the other bitch? Yeah. There are people yeah. that have worked their ass off 
for yeah. 40 years on a farm just for that day that retirement comes. And they are tired and downtrodden, and they worked hard to get there. And and J.J. Watt just like, so this is retirement, huh? <laughs> I go golfing, I fall on a sand trap. <laughs> I'm retiring from retiring. <laughs> Fuck this guy, man. Fuck him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree, but like 80% of Wisconsin and just the universe doesn't. They love this guy. They love I just think, this guy. And I think what happens is bigger than The Rock. He's going to come back. He's going to be in movies. He's going to host Saturday Night Live so much we're going to think he's in the cast. He will be the president one day. He will be the first man to land on Mars. He will be the one we send to talk to the aliens for the best first impression. He will be everywhere. Everywhere. Probably. He is Without that. I mean, he is he is what we're gonna see. Sleeves. Have you ever seen JJ Watt like wear sleeves? I'm trying to think of one time. Of course, me. So now he's by cutting the journalism business. Journalism's not dying because of our phones, it's dying because of assholes like JJ Watt. I think he's just bored, man. I think he's bored. I think he was like, Oh, this is the this is the life, right? Because like uh his wife, she's a soccer player, and they got the daughter, the baby, right? And he's probably like uh or the son, they got a son. I should know these things. Kid's gonna be a unit. He's probably like the family life, you know. But I think come week eight, week nine, somebody goes down for the Steelers, and he goes and he plays. That's that's my hot take. JJ Watt. We have not seen the last of JJ Watt. I agree with everything you said. We'll see way too much of him post NFL career. But that motherfucker is gonna be back in a uniform. I can tell. I can tell. He's on social media way too much. He's bored out of his mind. He's gonna watch week two. He's going to see guys like Van S. Well, J.J. Like, Watt. J.J. Watt is going to watch the Red Zone week one and have yeah, a tweet about, oh. no, it's going to be like, I, why did I ever play? This is oh. fucking awesome. Yeah, you God know what's going to happen? I no, hate this fucking guy. I can tell you what happens because I got buddies that do this, right? Like, we would go to their house, man. I'm not going to, like, throw them under the bus. But, like, they would, like, by the end of the day, have, like, their fucking shirts off. And then it would be, like, they would have their pads on. Like, we live in the glory days. And the dad would pop in the high school tape. What's going to happen is J.J. Watt's wife, who seems like a great girl, she's going to be like, fuck this guy come week three, four. She's not going to want to divorce him because he's a good dude. But she's going to be like, I can't spend all this time with this guy. Like, Giselle wanted to spend time with Brady because Brady's cool. J.J. Watt's not. We got an up-close-and-look personal view of this, man. Remember Hard Knocks when he was 1% luck? He was like doing all that nonsense while lifting weights, it's going to be week two. Like you said, red zone's going to be on. He's going to have his helmet on, the fucking shoulder pads, scaring yeah. the baby, running into the wall, fucking turning on like four He's going to be like, he's going to tweet. He's going to Force yeah. a habit. Forgot yeah. I didn't have to play. He's gonna oh, like, God. Yeah. He's going to ruin, ruin football for me. He's going to retire more times than the fucking Undertaker, dude. Like Ric Flair. He may die on that field. All right, I gotta go. Yeah, I got my sandwiches. Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your food. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.